You're listening to the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. Understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. I'm Savannah Hawk, dual gender male to female crossdresser, LGBTQ plus advocate, TEDx speaker, and author of the Living with Crossdressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of FoxandHanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for cross-dressers and transgender women. Hi, Savannah. Hey, Julie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fantabulous. Good. I always love to hear that. <laughs> Especially fantabulous. That sounds yes. like you were more than fantastic. Uh, it's it's kind of a combo. Got everything going on. Just came back from my MC duties at the uh, TEDx Emory. Uh, it just a little while ago, so um, feeling pretty good about that live uh, live MC job that I had in late February. Coming down from a nice high, so that's great. Very great. I am enjoying myself. I didn't see you last week because I believe I was not feeling well. So this is a a wonderful reunion between the two of us. And I'm so glad to be back in your presence. But all these stupid things getting in the way. I know. Don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I know. It's it's definitely the season. And we have all these, you know, the reapplication of masks the rebels that don't choose to put on the mask, which I think is me. I'm just like, no, 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 done with that. So I just try to wash my hands and stay as healthy as I can. But, you know, things happen. But I am very excited for our show today. Um, You and I talk a lot about being a cross-dressing individual. We talk a lot about significant others and something that has been brought to my attention is what happens to the the single cross-dressers out there. Oh, all the single the, ladies. All the single all ladies. ladies. All single ladies. All single cross-dressers. What? What? So there's a lot of listeners that do not have a significant other and are kind of wondering and angsting about what that will look like in terms of how to meet a partner, how to put themselves out there, how to live in this cross-dressing context and not have a significant other. Okay. So being single and a cross-dresser comes, I'm sure, with a lot of different challenges. And I think we live in a very virtual world right now where there are a ton of input, a ton of resources when it comes to meeting a cross-dresser, but maybe people don't know about that. I'm speaking specifically to online dating, specifically, yes. Um, So I just kind of want to delve into that a little bit more this week in terms of our beautiful, wonderful podcast and give a little love, give a little attention to all those single cross-dressers who are looking for partnership or looking to connect with that special someone that could find love with someone who is dual gender cross-dresses the idea that it is not so hard to find connection you just have to know where to look and you just have to believe that it is possible and you are worthy of connection got it well (laughs) ironically it seems like just dating in general 
is a minefield cross-dressing or not. <laughs> so I do know we've spoken off and on about trying to connect with people, not necessarily on a romantic level, but on a, like, how do I find people level like myself? And I, you know, I'm going to take the same tact is, and I'm probably not the expert because my dating record is usually like, Hey, I spent all this time at work with you. Let's get together. That seems to be my modus operandi. So I'm not typically one that's been in the quote unquote dating scene, but I have a couple ideas of how people can connect, whatever it might be that you're just trying to get out there and be fully authentic. And I think that's the most important part of this. Don't like go out in your male self, find yourself a a lovely gal or guy, whatever. And then find out later, it's like, hey, I like to do this thing. And then it's like, oh, pump the brake. So, you know, if we can keep ourselves authentic and put ourselves out there in all ways, I think that's going to be the number one for how we should approach it. I agree. And I think that living in this age, living in this virtual world, as I commented on a few beats ago, just know that there are resources out there. I actually, in preparation for this episode, I Googled, you know, cross-dressing dating sites. Mm -hmm. And I was really shocked, to be quite honest, in terms of how many they had. Um, They have a lot of like sites that have top five cross-dressing dating sites, top 10 um, cross-dressing dating sites. And I was pleasantly surprised, I must say, because I don't know what I thought. But I did not think that there would be so many cross-dressing specific sites. So I found a dating site that's called Club Cross-Dressing. I just, I just clicked on one. Exactly. Okay. And, and my plan was to create kind of a profile so I could just be a little investigative reporter and just go in there and just, you know, see what's going on. I think it would be more interesting if I did it in real time and kind of broke this down for everyone. Okay. Right? Because when you do uh, any online dating, which is something I definitely have done before, shout out jdate.com. You did nothing (laughs) for me, but I did go on a lot of dates. Thanks to this website in particular. And I really did feel the need to kind of put myself out there. You have to put yourself out there. It's There's algorithms and there's questionnaires. So I thought that we could go through this one questionnaire together. You know, I'm going to pretend that I'm the cross-dresser. Okay. All right. And I'll give you input in case. I'm just sharing the tea. I'm sharing the tea. Okay. So the first part of any dating profile is is usually, this is pretty standard. It says, tell us about yourself, basic info. And it says, I am, and then it has a select. So when I click on the select, it says, (laughs) it has as options, male cross-dresser admirer, female cross-dresser admirer, couple, bi male cross-dresser admirer, by female cross-dresser admirer, gay cross-dresser admirer, lesbian cross-dresser admirer, group cross-dresser admirer. Then they have transvestite, cross-dresser, transgender, and T-girl. So there's a lot of options here. So I'm just going to do, let's see, would it be female cross-dresser admirer? 
because I'm female and I. You know, and it's my... funny you say that because as you're reading off all those admirer types, right? Are are they? Are you saying I am a female admirer of crossdressers, or am I a, an admirer of female crossdressers? So I'm already confused. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm gonna put female crossdresser admire. Okay. My birthday. Yes, it's right there. November second. I just do, you know. No, I have to. I have to put one where I'm over eighteen. I was just going to click on anything. Let's just be, you know, honest, if you will. Right, because you're definitely twenty-one year old. You're right. Okay. So country. They have country now. Body type. That's very interesting. So they do. Average, athletic, slim, a few extra, and large. Now, that's something that's really interesting because, as we know, every person's body type is unique. And when you say average, I'm going to say that that's, I mean, what is average? Average is like most normal sizes fit you, quote, quote, normal. So I would say that, like, for your skeletal and muscular structure, you fall within like the average parameters of that. Whereas you said a couple extra pounds would be like, I'm a little chubby or I'm a little stocky. So right. I think I, it is very subjective. Absolutely. Because I wouldn't even know how to describe myself. What was the other, the slimmer choices? The slimmer choices. <laughs> uh, average, athletic, slim, a few extra and large. So I, I think the slim is slim. Interesting. Okay. So then height, they have five to five, four, five, five to five, eight, five, nine to six feet, six, one, six, four, and over six, five. Let's just say I'm over six, five, just because I've never been at that perspective before. (laughs) Looking down at all of this. Let's say I have blue eyes because I've always been like, wow, do they see the world differently than us? We do. Yeah, exactly. Through your contacts. Through my Sorry. Okay. So for hair, this is fun. Is everyone having fun? Okay. So for hair, there's like, you know, every color you can think of. I'm just going to say mixed colors because whatever I do, I do wigs. It says don't smoke sometimes only when I'm out every day. I'm going to do a don't smoke drinking. Do not drink, drink occasionally, drink socially and drink too much. There you go. I think occasionally every couple of days at home, you have a glass of wine or a beer, whereas socially you really only drink when you're out with friends. Socially. Okay. So then it goes to personal. There's basic info, then appearance, which is like the height, the body type, the eyes. Then it goes to lifestyle. Now it gets into the personal part. So interests. And it says, these are all things that you click what applies. Cross-dressing fashion cross-dressing scene, cross-dressing in stockings and suspenders. Oh, yeah. Suspenders are like... Garters. Garters, right? They're not the like, like, Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) (laughs) Did I do that? I won't click on that. I'm going to read these off and you tell me for you personally, if you would click this, okay? For you, for you. Let's just have fun. Cross-dressing fashion. Yes. Cross-dressing scene. Uh, used to be, but not anymore. Cross-dressing in stockings and suspenders. I mean, I love yep. high high, so yeah. Cross-dressing in high heels. Yeah. Yep. Makeup for cross-dressers. Hella. Yep. Nail care for cross-dressers. 
Hello. Used to be more, but now at least you keep them clean. But remember when you were in the French tip phase or nails and like that was very much an identifier for you in terms of like your feminine persona? Yep. Yep. I was using those kiss press on, you know, non glue ones and they'd be flying off over the place. It just became such a uh, arduous, like, I, I don't have time for that. Those were the days. Okay. Hair care for cross-dressers. I guess. Oh, this is great. Dressers wearing mini skirts. Is this what I'm interested in or is this what I am? This is your interest. I just didn't know if it was self-describing like what I am or what I I want to find. So this is like who I'm interested in looking for. Okay, I got it. I guess. I mean, I see it as when, and that's the thing about dating profiles is they could be really direct and they could also be in their questions, leave space for interpretation. And maybe it's because I'm not looking at it and I'm just hearing it, but yeah, it's a little confusing. Okay. But I think it's for you. Absolutely. (laughs) I think it says what, what your interests are as a crossdresser. That's how I would interpret it. It says crossdressers in in low cut top. Nah. Okay. But I'm interested in it. So (laughs) hello. That it says sissy maid training. No. No. Okay. I mean, hey, I'm all about having a French maid outfit in, in the closet, but uh, yeah, not, not really training or anything. That it says about me. And then at the bottom of about me, it says warning, exclamation point. Warning. Write a decent profile or you will be wasting your time, period. It's that simple. Dang. So if you're like, I'm looking for a cum slut. I'm looking for a little baby and, you know, it has to be pretty decent. So we're going to say like PG to PG 13. Okay. Now, let me just tell all those single listeners that kind of this is the time where you can really focus on putting your best foot forward, your best heel forward in terms Mm -hmm. of who you are, what is important to you as far as morals go and values, what you are not looking for. That's also something that I believe that you can include within this little description because it is a cross-dressing dating site. I mean, it's also a time to set boundaries. That would be the part where you would write, I am a straight married cross-dresser that is looking for other cross-dressing friendships, or I have an open marriage, you know, this is where you really can describe about you what you're looking for. You know, it's funny. I remember those old, <laughs> those old ones that you would see way back in the day, but like cross-dresser looking for trans girl, no fatties. Just so non-PC that was, right. you know, after I read ahead, I read ahead and please let me take back what I literally just said, because right after the about me, which would probably be like your name, what you're interested in. I still think it's a good time to write a couple boundaries, but that's just me. But it says in black letters, my mood, as if being a crossdresser, it's just like, yeah, my mood, what my mood is today on this site, which I think is hysterical. It says I am looking for. So this, this. Okay. Right. And then it pulls down a list. It says chat, something more romantic, love, interaction, casual friendship, pen pals, fun, cross-dresser relationship, a romantic relationship, (laughs) cross-dresser fans, cross-dressing tips and fun. So if, if you were to look at something more fun and cross-dress 
cross-dressing fun, I, I, I think it's safe to say that you're looking for fun. And not fun going like... The arcade, mini <laughs> golf. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> no, that's, that's not... Sexy fun. That's how I'm going to read it. What do you think? I well, first of all, it seems like there's a lot of overlap there. So it was there between romance and CD romance, but okay. Um, so it seems like they doubled up on like the same thing, but maybe they're maybe the differentiation is like maybe I'm a CD not looking for a CD, I'm looking for just romance in general, right? Fun in general versus specific to another cross dresser. So I guess that's why they distinguished it. Uh, but for CD fun or fun. I'm assuming just, you know, casual, like, let's see where it goes, you know, maybe a little petting and like laughing and giggling. I don't know. That's that's, that's the way I see a it. A teehee, a poke, or a wink. <laughs> that could be fun or sexy. All right. For me, I'm just going to click a check on pen pals. All right. All right. But I really wish that there was like a couple of things, because as we've learned from this podcast, is more than one thing can be true. Yes. Right. So I wish that this was uh, that they had made this more of a, a check. Thing, oh, oh you I put... pick one. Is that exactly. What you're yes, uh, that's, yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. Okay. So I'm just going straight for the humor card. A pen pals. <laughs> Dear Julie, I'm really <laughs> to see your color blue eyes and your multicolored hair. This... Okay. <laughs> so my mood today. Okay, which is already like my mood today. Right. <laughs> First of all, that's pressure, okay? Because yeah. my mood, like when we started the podcast, is so different from now. Like I'm fully engorged <laughs> in my like <laughs> lust and love for this. And before I was just like, is this going to be interesting as we go through people? Right. My mood currently frustrated by this entry form. Right. <laughs> it says, Happy, naughty, sexy, very femme, or need cheering up. Oh, okay. I know. I'm going to say very femme here. You are very femme. That's true. And little do many cross-dressers know that that encapsulates all the moods. Right? (laughs) That's so true. Random times, right? Which website did you hear about us? I'm going to give it a nice, big, fat, juicy Google.com. Okay. All right. Now, this is great. It says, please tell. Okay. So it says secret word. That should be our secret word. It says, please provide a secret word that we can use to verify you are who you say you are in the future. This is useful when we provide support. So I tried to, like I came to this point last time before I agreed to just do this on air because that is lit and fun. And I said, what do you think we should say? We should come up with a word together. Wow, that's a lot of pressure you're putting on me. I was actually gonna just- Come slut, come slut. Well, I mean, if that's what you wanna do. No, you have to agree with me because you're my mommy. So let's do, <laughs> let's do, um, I don't know. What's fun? What's campy? We got to come up with something uh, quick. This shouldn't be so hard. It, of course it's hard. You know how long it takes people to do these things? This is one well, where you walk away from it 12 times and you're like, I don't know. Is it good enough? Right. But we are workshopping it. So I'm just going to look around my room and point to the first thing I see. And the first thing I see is a spindrift. It is a lemon sparkling water. 
Yeah, please. That sounds awesome. Type in spin (laughs) drift. No, that's stupid. (laughs) See? Just keep it. Because you'll remember it. All right. Yeah, if you if you need Continue. a reference, you're gonna be like, "What was that word?" I'm like, "I don't know." Now I need an email and password. Oh shit! All right, so talk about this process. How you feel while I use all their strong passwords? <laughs> well, I will tell you this: it's already very daunting, and you know, I I work on websites all day, and I fill out forms, and yeah, there are some things like you said. I was a little irritated. It's like well, I can't be more than one thing. I can't look for more than one right. thing. Why is it not a multi-select versus like, nope, got to be a pen pal or looking for fun, but you can't be looking for a pen pal who is looking for fun because those two things can't coexist. So that's kind of annoying. Also, the overlap is a little bit subjective. So you don't get a super gauge of like, well, what is it I'm asking? Am I asking about what I'm interested in or how I see myself? So that's a little like kind of annoying and difficult. Um, yeah, it's it just like one of the things where you got to give it, you have to go into it knowing you're going to put some effort in, that you're going to have to say, all right, I'm going to dedicate an hour uh, either online or even offline to say, okay, I want to write a little blurb, a little bio about myself. Um, I know that Julie and myself both have bios professionally. So yeah. we can pull it out of our Word document at any time and paste it into something we need it for. But when you're writing about yourself, and it's like, I am X, and this is how I see myself. It's not an easy task. And you shouldn't like be sitting in front of the computer going, uh, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, put some time into it and just like craft it before you sit down. So you feel good about what you're writing. You know, it'd be authentic. You know, for me, if I were to do this, I'd be, I am biologically male, a male to female cross-dressing dual gender individual who likes to dress in femme once a week and am looking for blah, blah, blah. So I could talk about my interests. You know, I like dogs and Lego and I like to write as a hobby and a second, you know, I mean, you could, you could either make it like a resume or you can make it right. fun like Julie's talking about and kind of camp it up because if that's like the energy you want to put out there, you should really put the effort into keeping that energy like the, the real you versus like, okay, I sanitize this all perfectly. So every word is crafted and curated. No, I mean, just be you just write, write who you are. So whether you do it in front of the computer in the form, or you do it beforehand after like looking through the form real quick, and you can kind of just take it offline, you know, take your time with it and, you know, make it, make it best of who you are. Just like that warning, warning, just like that warning, you know, <laughs> waste, the algorithm's time, but don't waste your time. You know, make sure that you're going to f- come back with the best matches that suit you, as well as, you know, uh, lessen the riffraff, the disappointment, the things that you may be like, wow, that was a waste of my time because I just get terrible choices or terrible matches back. You know, the, the best you could do for yourself is put your best foot forward and the most authentic foot forward. And just, you know, really be conscious of what you want to put out in the world in that way. While you're working on that, Julie, I had dusted off my FetLife account and it had been so long since I've accessed it. Oh my God. If you haven't logged in in six plus months, you need to reset your password, which I did. 
because um, I couldn't remember how I set that up. It's been so long. So um, I have it up online now. And so I was trying to figure out, it's like, well, where do you find who you are? I couldn't find my profile. So it took me a minute. And I have a, a like a four-year-old picture up there from when I was still in New York. Orient, ask you orientation. Um, they ask how active you are. And by that, it says um, active in your cross-dressing or your you know, fetish life. So in this case, again, remember, this is fet life. So this is not, this is way beyond cross-dressers. This is all sorts of like all kinks you could figure out and come across. So I just said in active, I live the lifestyle when I can, which is true. I live it once a week. And then um, looking for friendship and events. So that was the things I was, I think, given a choice of. Now, what I don't see, I don't think I filled out uh, any of the about us stuff. Because it says about, add about, websites, add website. I don't know why. Fetishes. They, they give you a whole list that you can bulk add or add a bunch of fetishes you're interested in. Pictures, videos latest writings and group members of so i guess in fat life they have a bunch of like kind of um subgroups that you can become a member of uh if that's what you're interested in okay, apparently i have four friends i don't know who they are because i have not been on this site years. so uh, i don't know what to tell you and this was if everybody remembers i put this together when i first came to south carolina because i couldn't find a community to connect with I didn't really get a lot of responses back at that time. I know there was like CD Fling. I know there was like something, something connection. There was all these different sites, but they all seemed very like dating specific, not friendship specific. What did I end up doing? I ended up finding friendship through PFLAG and meetup groups and uh, going to pride events and doing things in person prior to the pandemic. So Everything that I've gained from friendships and connections has been either through general social media or in person. So for me, it's it's worked out that way. It hasn't been a have to go on a dating site, quote unquote, a dating site to find people to talk to. There's a lot of things you can do. If you're looking for something very specific in the relationship, I'm single, I'm looking for somebody department. Yeah, definitely Facebook is not going to be the way to narrow down that that pool to find somebody romantically. But definitely when it comes to just finding friendships and events and, and kind of broadening your social network that you may do better in person. Like I know a lot of people that can't even pick up, you know, their, their phone to type something coherent, but in person, they're the star of the show and vice versa. So sometimes right. you have to play to your strengths. So it's really just about what's best for you. That is very true. Now, live from the trenches of club cross-dressing, there's a bold section. Remember, we were unclear about if this is what we're looking for or this is us when we, when we had that list. Well, now I've gotten to phase two of it. Yes, fine. I downloaded a picture. It was a picture that didn't really look like me, and I didn't look like I was having fun. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to get you all sorts of attention. Wow, look at her. She looks so mean. So now, a nasty little minx. So now it says in bold letters, who are you looking for? And mind you, to get to this phase, I had to like say that I'm not a robot twice. 
I had to redo my description rather than putting random letters about who I am and what I'm looking for. I was just like, I'm looking for someone who really sees me, who gets me and is sharing space with, with me. Because whatever, who doesn't want that? Now I got to the next phase. Who are you looking for? There's a male cross-dresser admirer, a female cross-dresser admirer, a couple, a bi. Well, is this, wait, I'm getting flashbacks to the beginning. Is this yeah, it seems like it's the same? same exact list, but how you of what you're looking for. You're looking for yeah. Age range, let's see, I'll do... 24 to what's the oldest? <laughs> 24 to 90 to 90 years old. And I want them to be from Czechoslovakia. I've always said something about Czechoslovakia cross dressers. I'll just say the Congo, whatever. Let's get creative. I think you're working on a very limited pool, even between 24 and 90. Uh, By the way, do they tell you if you select something, what the pool looks like? Well, I think, I think when I said the Congo and <laughs> it turned into zero, uh, yeah, I think it kind of logged me out. Okay. So let me just like get into the nitty gritty of all this. Okay. I think that online dating is really good for people who want to get really specific in terms of what they are looking for and who they are. It really does shave down and get right to that target audience, whether it be yeah. mileage or whether it be for specific intent in terms of your needs. Now, do I think that there, that there are trolls or that every, ro- every rose has its thorns? That there are a few thorns popping up here and there? Of course. Of course. Like anything in the world, there are bad seeds everywhere what? in every profession in every location it's true. true oh my god trolling troll trolling. throwing down the river <laughs> <laughs> okay <sighs> but i do think that in this day and age there are a lot of dating online dating sites specifically for crossdressers i had no idea i think that it is definitely worth a try for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you're talking about people who, well, there's a couple of things. I've heard about people recently in my travels. Um, there's this person who follows me on Facebook who had met up with, who was supposed to have met up with a dom, mm. like a dom woman, and they were going to get together. And this person shows up at that location or in that area, and the other person bailed. Now, whether it was never intending to work, Right. Not at the very least, this person said, "Well, I'm here. I'm going to go to the mall and and be visible and be in public and just try to make the best of it." But that's like such a difficult part of this is that some people are super flaky, some people are trolls, some people are so in the closet they they do this, you know, and they make all these uh, intentions, quote unquote, but then never never fall through. So yeah, it is difficult. It's I think in that way specifically, it's more difficult than just cis dating. I well, you have that added element of safety, which I think that you know for for anyone, if you do online dating, it's not meeting in person. So already you're putting yourself out there, but then you add the trans element and the statistic for 
harm and death and, and all of that. And yes, the stakes are much higher. I think that rule of thumb for, for someone who before I met my husband, I was like forever single. I mean, I didn't really have a long-term relationship. So I kind of depended on dating sites, if you will, or I went to an all, mostly female college. So I, there wasn't really many people that I would interact with of the opposite sex in my classes or, you know, so I think that safety is really important. I think that there are certain things that you should look for in terms of red flags. For example, let's say you pick someone that's in your zone, that's in your area code and they live very close. <laughs> let's say you live in the Congo. Make sure you bring a friend in the Congo that's going to hide behind a sticky bush hut and, and leap out if there's any signs of, of, of weirdness. No, let's say you plan on having a video meeting before you actually meet in person. Okay. That is a smart move. Yep. If they flake, eh, that's a little pink flag. If they oh, flake right. the second time, that's a red flag. And it is easy to put on these lust goggles and to really keep on pursuing and going through all the steps when it comes to getting closer and closer to this person, just make sure that you're safe and make sure that you ask the right questions and that you do have a friend, you know, a cross-dressing sister who can come and be sitting at the mall in the area. If you are looking for something that's simply online and you want it to be super discreet, make sure that the other person shares those intentions, right? I mean... Make sure you have a friend on your side. And actually, I say this for all dating, especially when it's online dating and you don't really have the ability to get that in-person body language or kind of understand like just how they are and how they move and how they conduct themselves. Um, make sure that there is at least one person that knows where you're going. If there's not a person who's shadowing you in the same space, if you go to a coffee, you know, coffee shop or you go to the mall in the food court or you meet someplace public, which is always the best things to do, public spaces with people around. I know that's a little more difficult for cross-dressers who may be more likely to just get a motel or something like that, or someplace private and away from prying eyes, but be safe. Be safe. Right. Do things that let the other person know that you've taken your precautions as well as they should too. This is not a a slam against you or the person you're trying to connect with. It's just smart, especially in today's day and age. And I wrote down the word authenticity because often when it comes to living a CD life, there's a lot of parts to your authenticity that maybe has been skewed a little bit, whether it be facial feminization apps, mm -hmm. feminization apps, whether it comes to, you know, saying you are single when really you're married, saying that, you know, using a different zip code versus zip code you live, it's, it, it's a balance because humans are hardwired for connection. We want to connect. We want, we as cross-dressers, me not being one, but we speak on behalf of cross-dressers that I've heard from. They want to 
be considered and seen and connect with and find someone of value, whether it be a friendship or more than a friendship. And I think that because of so much, so much of cross-dressing is lives in the closet, it's really hard to build trust. To build trust. So maybe it's just, you know, you make yourself a top five rule. You know, there are five things that I'm going to say about myself that are the truth. That are the truth that I know in my heart, that I know that I'm willing to share, to be open about. And maybe the rest is just kept for people to earn the right to hear my story. But those five things, I'm just going to be honest and forthright. And I'm just going to come clean about the fact that, you know, what, whatever it is that feels comfortable to you, that doesn't feel so high stakes in terms of you sharing that information, but it allows you to remain true to your authentic self for yourself. I know that when it comes to creating a female persona, whether it be the internal creation with a whole lot of fantasy, there's a lot that get, gets compromised in terms of this world that you wish to live in and what is true for you as your female self. Um, I do want to go back to the idea that, like you, you keep bringing up the point of high stakes and it's, you know, dating in general is high stakes and that's, that's fine. Uh, and kind of expected, but also the idea that for cross-dressing individuals, it is higher stakes. And again, protecting ourselves, but being authentic, uh, you know, don't put something out there that's going to come back to you. If you face app all your photos and then they meet, they do meet you at a coffee shop and they're like, you don't look anything like the person I was expecting. Um, you know, that's, you got to take that into account. It's like, it may be great for, you know, reeling them in, but, you know, is that going to serve you in the future? Wouldn't you want to have a real engagement or real connection based on the truth of you, not the, some facsimile you've, you've created out of thin air? You don't want to put yourself out there just to have somebody say, oh, yeah, that's not it. I was like, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, and I think that that's, true whether you're trans or whether you're cis (laughs) because I've been on several dates where someone posted a picture that was like the best picture it's almost like posting a picture after you get the makeover (laughs) so so no matter what even if that looks that's not altered by like an app or crazy filters but it is a filter in the sense that like it's like after you get your hair done, like this is the best it's going to look. It's only downhill from here. <laughs> so I think that when you post your photo online, I, I recommend posting either a, a really great photo and then exceeding it when you meet the person or just a genuine good enough photo. You know what I mean? Or genuine. A or a couple. I mean, you can have like that <laughs> right. nice, beautiful profile pick to bring them in and then have a bunch of like outdoorsy shots or a picture of you and a dog or your picture with your hair up and no makeup. Or if you are presenting in, in this case, the, the profile you made, if you are presenting female, do you want to have a male picture of yourself as well? 
Because if you're a part-time cross-dresser and you're looking for something long-term, they're not only going to get your femme side 24-7 for the rest of your life if that's not something you can actually do. So maybe a male pitcher or maybe keep it in the pocket for like when things do get a little bit more serious and you can say, hey, by the way, if we do continue forward, this here's the other side of me. Right. And I, I think that that, to me, that's more recommended. I think that that's the kind of the opposite of how you shared it in the past in terms of when to tell someone that they are a cross-dresser before things get to a certain level, you kind of showed them their, your female self and said, you know, this is also me, or you have, you have spoken about this on the podcast before. So I do think it's very interesting and appropriate that once things go to a different level or a higher level or, or maybe date number five, and there's a <laughs> desire to pursue or when things get more serious, you can then ask, you know, would you like to see a picture of my male self? Or would you like yeah, to see me? Yeah. From, would you like to meet the other part of me? And then they have a choice, say yes or no. And if they say no, then that's, that gives you a lot of information. That's true. It's true. But, but then you run into that whole problem of like, I put five dates worth of time into this thinking it was going well. And then as soon as they see my, my male side or find out that one thing about me, they're like, eh, no, was, I don't want a person with uh, who's divorced and has kids that still live at home. You know, it's like all these things end up, you know, all these deal breakers end up being the case. And how do you have a good experience with somebody you're trying to connect with without it all falling apart as soon as the real world comes back? That's, well, and that's that balance, right? Well, dating is kind of like a vetting process. I mean, you, you've connected on a cross-dressing site. Are you looking to meet another cross-dresser? Are you looking to meet a cis man, a cis woman? So it's kind of like a, a vetting process where you, you, know, you start at a certain point, And then as each date progresses, there's another series of, let's say, tests or another series of truths or information to get to the core of, is this someone worthy of my time? Is this person able to see just a part of me? And if it is, it's not horrible and bad. Damn you to hell. (laughs) But you're thinking to yourself, okay, is this okay with me? They're not asking you to figure out what the general populace would do or in your head, the general populace. Oh, they said that they don't want to see my male self. Well, then they're awful. Then I quit. Well, that's, you know, is that how you feel or is that how you think you should feel? Mm, That's a good point, too. And are you getting your needs met by just dating someone and femme? Like maybe that's the, the fantasy come true. That's what your feminine self needs because you haven't had that nurturing for X amount of years or whatever it is. Figure out if, if that's okay with you. And if it's not next, kind of like picking a therapist, you kind of have to go through a series of different um, not so good experiences to get to the point of it being, okay, this is a good experience. This is something I want to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. This is why like shows like this, probably we haven't broached too often because it's a minefield. It's like, there's so many things that can go perfectly right and still perfectly wrong. And, you know, what is it that each individual is looking for? What's going to fulfill their needs? Like you said, 
do they only want to meet somebody, you know, femme on femme or femme with a male admirer, even though they're 90% male mode all the time? It's like, nope, I just want every that one Friday night, every two weeks to be with, you know, a male admirer taking me out to dinner um, when I'm in my my best gorgeous femme self. It's like, right. yeah, so what is it you're looking for? And be very, I think that's very important. Things can always evolve and become more and bigger, but it really is important to know what is it you're looking for and, and make that intention very evident. Right. And what you're looking for today may be different tomorrow yeah. or the next day or a year from now. We are meant to grow. We are meant to change. And I think that when people say, you know, you've changed, <laughs> you know, to kind of look back at them and say, you haven't, mm. we're meant to change. We're meant to grow. We're, we're meant to evolve. And I think being stuck in our ways is really problematic and it doesn't allow us to get better as a human. It just allows us to stay stagnant and remain as we are. Well, let me ask you this question, because yeah. this is, this is a great question to give to an ally such as yourself. In your experience, would you, and and again, I'm not saying this is a truth, but maybe it's just how you see it. Would you think that a cross-dressing male who is ready to take this step to get back into the dating scene or get into the dating scene for the first time as their femme self or part of their femme self, do you think they already have a leg up in terms of knowing who they are if they're ready to take this step or do you still think that it's like everything else that we're all just flying blind here until we get we figure it out i think that you know when you're ready for certain things i think that there's a need to kind of push the boundary just slightly trusting the process and approaching a new situation such as dating with a sense of curiosity is really important loving yourself and knowing that you are worthy of finding someone who would see you as dateable is really important. Because if you're stuck in a vibration where you feel like I'm a crossdresser, who would love me? Like if, if that's the, if that's the lie you're telling yourself, then that's what's going to kind of come out to the surface And it's going to come out in the universe when you have this exchange, that defensiveness, that why would you love me? That those questions that when you're, you're asking each other, these questions, there's coming from a fear-based place and there's coming from a love place. And the fear-based place is more likely to ask you these gotcha questions. You know, I remember when I went on a date and I met this person and I was meant to move out to California. I wasn't meant to live in Boston and and be on this, actually meet my person. So I think there was a part of me that knew that, but I was just doing it. And this guy looked at me and he was like, I like your shirt. (laughs) And it was like a nondescript black shirt. There was nothing about it. It was, it was like a scoop neck. There was nothing, nothing great. So I looked at them and I was just like, why? Ooh. And it was like this deadpan moment where I, I knew at that moment, yeah, I'm not ready to date. <laughs> like, or yeah, I'm not. 
feeling it. Like I'm not feeling this person. I'm not feeling this space. I was just very much like the Wednesday Adams conversation is meant to be like an energy ball. Right. What, what if, what if I had said that to you on this date and you had responded with like, why? And I had said, well, you know, I love how that scoop net is so wide and it really shows off your collarbones and like the shape of your shoulders and how it like flows up into your long neck, which I think is really attractive. Would that be a good thing to say? Or would that be like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I think it just depends on the person. I think if that, if that guy, as I remember him to be, which wasn't that interesting or amazing or just it was as boring as I thought the black shirt was, would have said that to me, I think it would have been a game changer. I think I would have had like a big smile on my face and just been like, and you have, you have now entered the possibility of date number two. Right, right. And that's such a great point, right? It's like, you can't come to the table with a, a, a real meeting, let's say an in-person meeting and be kind of superficial or hey, I'm going to just squeak by and we'll see how it goes. I mean, be engaged. And if you're engaged and you have something to say, have a reason why you're saying it. I mean, I'm not saying like plan it all out and like have this whole you know, script ready, but be able to, like you said, Julie, like if they're going to make a statement like that and you're going to be like, oh, why is that? And they're like, uh, 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 I don't know. I just thought it was nice. I think I get the job done. If you want like somebody to see you for real, like you put in your profile, I want somebody to see me. <laughs> right. Right. And listen, people, listen, when you're on a date or you're getting to know someone, listen and respond to what they say. And I promise if you do more listening and responding and asking questions about what they said, they'll walk away and be like, that's an amazing person. These <laughs> people are so self-involved. And the fact that someone else would find you as interesting as you find yourself, you know, it's, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's an attractive quality. It's, it's the fact that someone can remove themselves from the, their own drama and putting themselves first hashtag self-care, hashtag love thyself, and actually want to get to know someone. I mean, that's sexy, you know? Yeah, it really is. And the other thing is, don't make the cardinal mistake, the other cardinal mistake of, I'm just waiting for you to stop talking so I can say my thing. Like, oh, she just said something about watching monster truck rallies. Right. And she, then she goes on for 10 minutes talking about monster truck. You're like, oh, oh I can't wait for her to shut up so I can tell her my thing about monster trucks like listening right listening to respond yeah i agree well this has been a really refreshing new shift for us <laughs> it is. during this episode I, I i like it a lot and i think that it's safe to say we will do our best to bring more and more content in the midst of all this significant other content we will try to infuse more episodes that reach single cross-dressers because it is a very important part of the cross-dressing experience. It is an integral part of the cross-dressing experience. And as we're talking, I'm making notes for our next singles episode. So we promise that there'll be at least one more. <laughs> we see you, we love you, and you are so worthy of love and belonging and partnership and 
we are living in a world where there are many more opportunities for cross-dressers to meet others. And yes. we hope that you don't lose faith. And we hope there's someone out there or several someone's out there that reiterate the love you feel for yourself. Yes. Yes. I'm all about that. Yes. All about it. All about it. And hey, by the way, love to you. Love to you. And thank you for our reconvening. Yeah, time away. I don't like it when you're away. I know. I don't like to be away either. And we didn't talk much this week, which also feels weird because I was, you know, life happens and it's always such a, a beautiful, refreshing moment when we get to come here with all of you beautiful listeners and just crack open this beautiful and exotic and mysterious and sexy cross-dressing experience. You said it. <laughs> So, bye for now. Until next time. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at Julie MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <gasps> the Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor copyright 2023. Yes, nailed it. If you enjoy our content and want to make it easier for others to find us, please share with your friends, tap the subscribe or follow button to the show wherever you're listening, give it a five-star rating, or leave a review. And for show ideas or comments, contact us through the podcast on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix Podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix Podcast underscore.